Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams. Hi, welcome to the Pain Points Podcast. I'm your host, Christian, and today we have Natalie Johnson of Impactful Creative. Uh, Natalie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Christian. Yeah, my pleasure. So Natalie, um, you and I actually met through uh, my wife and um, I needed some help with some logo work. I previously had a logo, wanted to do an update. Um, so you and I have a pretty good uh, working history over the last couple of years. But for the people who aren't me, um, go ahead and share them uh, who Natalie Johnson is and, and what is Impactful Creative. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, as you already introduced, my name is Natalie, and I started Impactful Creative to really mesh my passion for branding and giving back. Um, so I have a heart for missions work, and I visited Africa and fell in love with um, feeding hungry bellies full of food. And when I right. came back, I wanted to start something that kind of brought in my passion for art and the creative um, space. And so I started my business, Impactful Creative, and now I donate a portion of my profit to leaving people saying I'm packed full and also have the opportunity to help brands nice. like yours um, really hone in on how to stand out in the market strategically um, through brand consistency. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about my business and I'm sure we'll dive into some details and get into more of what branding can do for your business. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think it's really good that um, not only do you have a what, in what you do, um, but that you also have a why. And um, it's definitely evident uh, with your mission work um, that uh, of, of why you're doing it. And um, the other thing is just the play on words of the spelling of, of your name uh, or of the business name. Uh, I'm packed full. It was just not only, f you know, from uh, uh, feeding, feeding the, the malnourished side, but also, um, you know, in, from my experience and in your approach to make sure that your clients are are full um, when it comes to the branding side so just Thank very you. clever yeah yeah i really want to help my clients make an impact so it's a great play on words so thought it was fitting for the branding for sure so you said that you went on a mission trip and then you had this epiphany uh to kind of start going down this road but what were you doing prior to impactful creative Awesome question. So to back up out of college, I actually was working in a branding agency, had the opportunity to work with big brands, um, things like um, Yeti, 3M, some awesome um, companies to have experience in and just fell in love with the process. And as a young child, I always dabbled in the arts, um, painting as a kid, drawing, and okay. just started side hustling. Um, I, I pursued a marketing role after the agency, um, taking over all different sorts of um, a business. So it really allowed me to dip my feet in in different areas from creating catalogs to showcase the company's um, offerings and learning how to, how to design for that to running the social media accounts to all marketing campaigns. So getting my feet wet in all these different areas um, and wow. then started, yeah, and then started side hustling from there, um, just getting referrals to help with other um, design needs. And from there, I decided to really pursue this business. Like I said, going to Africa, when I came back, I was like, wow, I could be doing this full time and tie it to some something that feels so purposeful and have right. the ability to help brands. And so prior to having my own company, I was able to really help out a number of different companies, which I love because every company has their own way of reaching an audience and being able to tailor the branding and, and know what works for some companies and in what industry. I thought right. that was really key. Now was your, um, uh, 
college studies? Was that focused on branding, marketing? What was your, your major in? Good question. I was um, a business marketing emphasis um, degree. And so I never okay. actually went to school for graphic design. It's something that I self-learned. I would just stay up late um, taking courses, learning, becoming certified wow. in different applications. Um, so learned through practice and lots of podcasts, YouTube videos, tutorials. Um, yeah. And now it's, it's just grown from there. No, that, that, that's amazing. And I think, I think that's a great lesson, uh, to be learned, um, no matter what trade or vertical that you're in, um, just thinking that, uh, either high school or, you know, university that that can give you all of the information that you need in order to s sustain the rest of your career. Just having that, con that, um, thirst for continuing education, because at the very least, the marketplace is going to pass you by if you're not staying up to date, you know, with, with the stuff. So I think that's, that's really good. Um, and it definitely shows in your work, uh, that you have this, uh, this hunger to learn. Thank so, you. Yeah. yeah. I also think it's such an important variable to always be pursuing education. Like you're saying, whether it's just honestly listening to a podcast, like, like your own on the way to work or in your free time, you know, going for a walk with a dog and listening to something or flipping on a tutorial, there's always ways to be learning and improving your skill set, And it just yeah. allows you to provide more value in the marketplace. Yeah. Especially nowadays. I mean, there was, uh, I mean, even just rewind five, five, six years ago, uh, just the, um, I guess the normalcy behind learning from a podcast or learning from YouTube, you know, I always say that I have my degree from YouTube university. <laughs> I made the mistake and I said that to somebody one time and I never clarified and he messaged me afterwards and he says, uh, how do you get a degree in YouTube university? He didn't realize that I was making a joke, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's just, it's so, there's so much great information out there and you just have to know how to, uh, curate it and navigate it. Um, and you know, I think right now there's enough information out there that you can even pick your teacher, you know, whereas the beginning of YouTube, the beginning of podcasts, it was such a slim selection, um, especially for the education side that you were kind of stuck with whoever was doing it. So like you can find somebody who has a voice that you resonate with and, and continue on that. So that's very commendable that you're doing Absolutely. that. Yeah. So, um, so let's talk about branding. Um, what is branding to you? Because I know a lot of people are, are gonna, um, see see the topic for for this uh for this episode and they're going to think branding and they're just going to think that it's a logo right so is that is that it did i just answer the question i love that you brought that up because that is a common uh viewpoint but i would have to disagree i personally think that branding is this way of showing up in the world with a number of different elements that come together to create a brand presence. Um, so there's a lot of different components that have to factor into the consumer's mind. And by combining different elements such as the logo in correlation with other things like the brand messaging, mm -hmm. the fonts, the colors that you use can really create this whole brand. Um, and so a lot of people think that one logo is going to really set them up for success in their business. But I think there's a lot more that has to be done to right. really look at the long run game. And so I believe that branding is a mesh of all these different components. Um, and, and really it comes down to the different visuals and voice that go hand in hand together to attract the right audience. Yeah. I think, I, I think a lot of times, you know, different words have multiple meanings, right? And the word brand originally came from, uh, you know, like putting your, your logo or your symbol on the side of, you know, a cow or, you know, livestock. And then that way people knew that that was yours. And, and today in, in the marketplace brand, it just exactly to your point, it hits so much more than just a logo. Um, it's a voice and, and we also do ourselves a disservice by trying to compare, um, our brands with like, 
the golden arches or the target symbol or you know all of these multi-billion dollar companies and we think that we can um uh, compete with that if, if that's even a thing uh what what's your perspective on um the I, I guess what I'd be looking for is is what's your perspective on just the misinterpretation of what these large corporations brands are because you have the experience with the larger corporations right absolutely um, so I think there's a misconception and correct me if I'm hearing your question wrong but I think that we often see the symbol portion as the brand mm -hmm. when it's so much more than that. And so right. I think we just get used to seeing the recognizable symbol and automatically it triggers in our brain that that's what brand is. But really it's just the memorable impression that that symbol had that is tying into what we see as a brand as a whole, because a brand is something that we can feel, we can engage with. Um, it actually has psychological triggers when we, we um, interact with it. And so I think these big brands just create some kind of misconception of what we think a brand is because right. we're so used to just seeing one symbol, um, but yeah, there's so much more than that. The ball game is totally different. The rules are totally different when we're talking about a multinational, multi-billion-dollar company and their brand versus a uh, small or micro business, right? Because technically, a small business in the U.S. is any business that's less than 500 employees. But I mean, here we're speaking to companies that are less than 20 employees, so I'd consider that more of a micro brand and uh, just. It, it, you you hit on it. Maybe I asked the question wrong to begin with, but just clarifying, like that we're playing two different games, right? And I, I really like how you said that it can even. Um, I, I don't I don't think this is the exact way you said it, but that it can emote emotion. Um, can can you kind of dive into that? Like um, maybe for a company that you worked for previously, or just like a theory of of how you present this to uh, a potential client yeah absolutely. The, the emotional side of of the logo or of the brand absolutely so looking at a brand like i mentioned there's a lot let's just take apart the visual branding side of things because that is something that my agency kind of specializes in while i do dabble in messaging i think visuals are so huge on bringing that messaging to life um mm -hmm. and so what i mean by emotion is for example the colors and the fonts that go into creating um, the logo and the brand themselves, because those are components that can be meshed into the symbol, the logo portion of it. But if we right. look at colors, they have different psychological effects and how we interact with them. Um, so for example, I chose yellow um, for my own brand, Impactful Creative, as it's a high energy, bold, creative, happy color. It's a positive mm -hmm. color. It's eye-catching, and it's known to help consumers feel logical and confident in their decisions. And wow. so I use that color to position myself as someone that could help communicate that in a consumer's mind without actually speaking it. And then you can look at what fonts. And so, for example, if a business is looking to work with more of a feminine audience per se, um, they're probably going to use the right colors to attract that or the right font types versus a masculine brand might use something that is a little bit more bold and simple rather mm -hmm. than a scripty cursive font um, to right. attract that audience. So there's a lot of things that we can put into a brand that will kind of spark that emotional connection without us even knowing it. And so I think when it comes down to the branding process, it's super important to lay down the foundation of what does that look like for our brand so that we can carry it out in the world and attract the right audience to ev and evoke um, those motions so that people want to interact and remember our brand and, and create brand loyalty over time. Right. It's almost kind of like how uh, you can say something, but your body language is going to say so much more than what you're actually saying. So it's that subliminal things. You can have the words, but with the with a specific font or a specific color, um, you're actually, that's the body language or the tonality of what the message that you're trying to convey. Am I, am I following? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Okay. And 
and I think there's so much power in color, like I was saying, like even for you, when we um, switched up colors in the past, you know, we really wanted to think about what did we want our brand to convey? And, you know, being able to be in the paint industry, um, you really want your customers to feel confident and trusting you. They're, you're probably working on something that's near and dear to them. For example, maybe you're working on a house project. That's something yeah. that they're gonna be living and breathing in. And so yeah. they wanna love it's it. It's super intimate to work in someone's home, you know? Exactly. And so I yeah. love that you have a color that's blue, but you chose more of a high energy blue to attract and differentiate yourself in the in the landscape. Um, but blue is a calming color. And so your, your clients are automatically gonna feel a little bit of trust because um, blue also conveys trust. By working with you and seeing that, um, in combination with your other brand colors, you create um, this this look that makes your target audience want to work with you and allows you to show up with a presence um, that people right. can trust in. Wow, I didn't even know that. Um, but because I always just told people that blue is my favorite color, so there you go. <laughs> um, but now I know why it's my favorite color. Um, but I think a lot of my clients would agree that uh, the. Um, the experience that I'm able to deliver them falls right in line with that. And, and we were very intentional when we were picking the colors. Um, I, I very much leaned heavily onto you for your recommendation because my, uh, while the pattern of my logo didn't change, um, we kind of updated the colors, uh, to go from feeling a little, um, I, I guess, um, folksy, would be a good term with the uh, with the brighter, with the blue, the red, the yellow, the green. I was trying to hit the whole spectrum of the rainbow as far as painting, but now we've even gone with like the uniforms, all black, my trailer's black, just trying to stay on theme with that, just more serious, more professionalized, which is the, uh, the direction that, um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely trying to go. And the people who are listening to this podcast are trying to go. I wanted to get away from the old adage of, you know, painter whites, you know, you're wearing a Sherwin Williams white shirt with Sherwin Williams white pants. Um, Sherwin Williams doesn't pay me anything. In fact, they charge me tens of thousands of dollars every <laughs> year. Um, so why am I going to advertise for them any more so than I have to when I'm out and about? So yeah, it definitely makes sense having that, that holistic approach. Exactly. I also applaud you for carrying out that consistency. And I think it shows how your brand has evolved and how you have really grown into more of a premium brand being that you just said like your, your trailer is black, your shirts are black, and yeah. you probably have your logos that pop on that black color, but that is part of your brand. And so that consistency that you're carrying through all your different components in your brand is so key and it makes you look that much more professional when you show up with all of your your different elements in alignment so right yeah no i mean and it's even come to uh with with this podcast you know because this podcast isn't out there uh to promote the paint professor which is my my painting service um, because I'm not speaking to my ideal clients on this podcast. I'm speaking to other companies that are like me, uh, but I wanted to still have brand consistency, even though this is a different, this is a total different beast. So we still took this paint splat when we redid for the podcast logo. We had that typical podcast microphone coming up from the bottom, changed the color so that it was coming out of the right paint color. Um, and, and then the other thing, as far as like the language, I always thought that it was weird for me to say that my company's name was Paint Professor. So that article, the, is part of my brand registration with the state of Florida and how I file taxes and, and all that. But I carry that in everything that I do. And even in the podcast, it's the Pain Points podcast. You can't have it without that article, the, in it. Um, and even on as far as like brand consistency every episode that i'm launching it starts with the article the so if we have a specific company on it's the company or for this episode it's going to be the impact impactful creative you know so like just staying with that consistency and and most people would probably never notice um after hearing this explanation they might uh, but again, it's just that subliminal trying to uh, just stay consistent 
uh, with it. So I love my that, next. Yeah, Sorry, I just yeah. want to comment because no. I love how it shows the level of detail that you carry throughout your business and through this podcast. You know, it's the little things that people don't notice, but if, as you do, people might pick up on it. And right. even you just speaking on it, it shows that you truly care at the end of the day. Yeah. And, and whether or not, I guess the, the end goal isn't like whether or not they intentionally pick it up because most people aren't going to come up to me and say, Oh, I noticed that you put the article the in front of everything. Like, I think that's like, they're not going to think that, but if they see something else out there that's trying to duplicate it and it's missing the article because they've been conditioned to see that article, the or they've been conditioned to see a black uniform. And now there's another guy out there, which in Florida, uh, in the Jacksonville area, there's a guy named Professor Paint. Um, I've actually had some of his clients reach out to me and say, hey, we love your reviews. We love your website. Can you come do work for me? And I'm like, um, I don't work in Jacksonville. Uh, so that's how I was able <laughs> to find out about him. But you know that it's that yep. brand consistency that now they're going to be able to say oh this guy's you know got the same words but if they're in a different order it's not the same company you know right so, um so with impactful creative um you said that you were self-taught as far as like the graphic design side so with that being said um and obviously i i already know the answer to this but um, as far as graphic design services, where um, what do you guys offer as far as that goes? Yeah, it's a really a range. So I really believe that every company revolves around a strategic plan that's geared towards their business. And so I offer an array of services to kind of fit that um, brand um, because I I, in another way of saying it, I don't think brands are cookie cutter. They're all different. So they're all going to need a particular um, way of bringing their brand to life or enhancing it. Um, so high level, they're really customized when I talk with a client on what, what the mm -hmm. deliverables are. Um, but high level, everything from branding, so establishing, like we talked about, um, fonts, colors, logos, the whole foundation when it comes to the visuals as well as some of the messaging um, and then graphic design so everything from pdf signage um, different um, designs that you need for your business business cards website design um, which is a huge tool in today's society if you don't have a website yet i re really recommend getting one um, because it really showcases professionalism um, so on top of web design we do also um, offer some marketing strategies, everything from social media graphics to SEO services. So there's a really wide range and I'm lucky enough to have a team under me now. So it's nice. um, more powerful of what we can offer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And now, now you're having specialists, um, which is not only gonna help you scale, but also deliver um, to, to deliver more value to each of your clients. Absolutely to pack them fuller, let's say. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that I, th I think that's fantastic. So at what point would a company um, be looking, because it, it's from from our talk conversation so far, is, are we just talking about a brand new startup company that they don't have a logo or um, that they're just looking to start up and this is one of the things on their checklist? Is that your ideal client or, or what does that kind of look like? I work with both. So everyone who's either starting out in business, I think that is the most important to get going right away on this because it's so much easier to start from the beginning, having that foundation rather than two years from now, being more established, having clientele, and then realizing, oh shoot, I need uniforms. I need logos to put on them or hats. Um, but I do work with existing brands as well. So if some people are further along in their journey and they come to that finding that, hey, I do need a brand that I can feel confident showing up in the marketplace and I really need help um, 
with those elements that kind of help create my brand and right. set that tone. And so I'll have clients reach out and say, here's where I'm at. And that's where this tr the individualized strategy comes in of looking at where are you? Where do you want to go? What are your business's goals? Um, what is your brand personality that you want to capture? Who do you want to work with? Because your brand might not be attracting that right now. So we need to position it with different elements to attract that. So to answer your question both, yeah. um, if businesses are lis listening, I would just ask yourself to sit back and think of where am I in my journey and how can I enhance my brand to better serve my audience and to better attract the audience I want to work with? Is it investing with my brand? Because perhaps it's time to look into investing in it um, and strategically you know, positioning myself in the marketplace. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that's good. There's a lot of value in, in what you just said. Um, I don't write down my questions, so I'm still- That's okay. Bit. That's all but right. I, I guess I, I think it's great that not only are you able to work with somebody who um, is just coming brand new with an idea, um, but also kind of maybe they have, like you said, have been in business for a little bit and they're wanting to rebrand. And then that's when we're really able to tie more of that emotion into it of like what you're trying to achieve, how you're trying to accomplish it, because that's going to influence the, 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 the logo at the end of the day, right? Absolutely. It'll definitely impact all the different components. Um, and that's something, whether you work with me or someone else that I really um, recommend looking into is that you think about the different components and how they're going to trigger that emotional effect that we talked about earlier in the podcast. What colors are you going to choose? Are my existing right. colors, if I'm already in business working, or do I need to reposition them? And a good designer should research that and help guide you in the right direction. So on that point, when somebody is looking to hire a designer, um, because this, this obviously takes more, more thought than um, just drawing something on, on, on a napkin um, as far as like ironing out the details. When they're looking to hire uh, an agency, um, what questions should they be asking that agency as far as, um, you know, qualifications or, uh, you know, because a lot of this seems maybe not um, certification heavy. It seems more like emotion and theory to execution. So can you kind of walk me through that? What, what a, uh, a qualified agency would look like? Yeah, absolutely. Well, in today's world, I think referrals speak volume. So always asking your network if there's somebody that they trust, because I'm sure that when it comes to painting or contract work, that's usually like the first thing that people do outside of Googling. Um, and right. so I think first ask for referrals and then go look into someone's work. Um, if you find someone on Google, just go check out their design style to start with and see if it resonates with something that you feel um, captures what you do well. Um, now guarantee they could be branding a completely different industry, but it could still apply to the design style you're looking for. And if you're unsure, that's okay. Um, the, the next questions that I would guide you to ask are, what are someone's process? And so what I mean by that is, do they do research or are they just going to provide you a logo? Because anybody could just create a basic logo and give it to you. But we, we remember that a logo is not a brand. It's a, it's a merge of all these different components. So we want someone that's going to give you the right deliverables. Um, so not only do we want them to research you, um, the elements that they're giving you at the end of the day, but they should be genuinely invested in your brand and excited to help you feel right. prepared and give you the tools to show up in the world. And so the deliverables that you want to ask for is not just one logo. You want to ask, hey, will you provide me with what colors you use um, and let me know those because you can actually take the codes, the different colors, they're called hex codes or RGB. Um, right. There's different codes that you can use. If you don't know what those are, I'm happy to discuss these as well, but you can also take a look at what is, what is a hex code, but that allows you to apply those colors consistently. So then you could take them to a shirt company and say, hey, here's my brand colors. Can you help me find this match or match a shirt color to this brand color that I have? In yeah. addition to colors, you wanna know 
can they provide me with what fonts I'm using so in the future I know how to show up on social media with similar fonts on my graphics or um, as far as logos, you don't want just one logo on your deliverable because that's not going to get you very far. Let's say you have a white shirt and you want to apply that original logo. That's great. But let's say you now in the future decide you have black shirts and that logo right. might not show up on there. So you need to have multiple colorways of your version of your logo, as well as different orientation ways. And what I mean by orientation is a stacked logo, a vertical, horizontal, maybe a circle. Um, all these different versions of that logo, in addition, brand marks. So maybe you have some marks um, that are used outside of just putting your name on the logo as well. So there's so right. many different ways. So I would just make sure that you're getting a number of deliverables in different file types so that you feel prepared in the future to carry out with your brand and don't have to rely on that first designer. You could maybe go to a future designer and say, hey, look, here's all my colors. Here's what my um, logo files are. Um, and with those logo files, make sure you get some kind of vector file. Write that down. Get a vector okay. file because so many people just get a PNG or a JPEG, which is a typical image file. And then they're right. stuck being unable to edit that unless a designer like traces it and exports it in a certain way. So having a vector file allows you to go in and make changes in the future and um, hmm. being able to customize it. Yeah, no, that's super important, especially um, when you're starting to do uh, t-shirts. Uh, I know that the t-shirt companies that they like to have that. And then another thing to consider too, is if you start doing vehicle wraps, because mm -hmm. the vehicle, when they have that logo, the vehicle has different contours and facets that they're going to have to wrap this image. And if they just print it flat and they're not able to, um, uh, to have it lay the right way, when they go to stretch it or pull it over, it'll actually disfigure your logo. Um, so like, those are all exactly. things that they keep in, um, uh, that, th that they put it, put it into a factor. Uh, when they're printing these out. So it's, it's really important. And it's probably part of the reason why you wouldn't want to, uh, you alluded to earlier, you know, some of these online services that you pay five, 10, $15, and then you get this, you know, logo. Um, but really what are you getting now? You're getting a headache because you don't have, you only have, it, it's like buying one tool, uh, that can only do one thing. Right. And then in order to, uh, accomplish other tasks with this logo, you have to go back and you have to get it redone for every single time when you could just get, um, you know, the full, the full tool set at the get go. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So you want to set yourself up in, in the beginning for the long term, And if you're in a rebrand too, at that point in time, you want to make sure you're doing it right. So you don't run into the same issue, um, years down the road when it comes to expanding the brand, like you said, like trying to put it on a trailer or something like that. Right. Um, and to give you a little bit of stats on that and why it's so key is 54% of businesses say that brand consistency truly contributes to the growth of a business and 71 of businesses agree that inconsistent brand leads to customer confusion. So you don't want to confuse your customers. You want to show up right. on brand consistently and 95% of businesses have some sort of brand guidelines. So you don't want to be in the 5% that don't have right any recollection of what is my brand? Um, how do I show up in this world? Because you're wow. competing against 95% of other companies that know how to show up in this world. And so right. you don't wanna get lost in and saturated in this world. You wanna show up confident and stand out from your competition. And the way to do that is to separate yourself strategically and show up on brand. For sure. No, it, it it's smart, you know, because at the end of the day, uh, like in, in my case, when you have two companies, Professor Paint and the Paint Professor, you know, having those, me having those brand consistencies when someone's doing a Google search, if he's ranking uh, alongside me, they're going to know that this is the company that they went with. They saw the black trailer, they saw the logo, they saw the black uniforms. Um, it's something that's different. You know, yes, I'm a painting contractor. Yes, my clothes get covered in paint. Um, but how many painting contractors out there do you know that have a black uniform? 
like and it's it's all black so like those are things that i'm trying to do to to stand out and and be different and those are the things that are going to subconsciously have people to remember me so all Absolutely. all great points now um we, we talked a lot about like the logo the brand mark um you're also um very good at uh, social media if anybody has the opportunity check natalie out on um on instagram impactful is it impactful creative is the tag just impactful and it's just spelled impactful. a little funny it's i m p a c k e d f u l so almost like i'm packed full from food but drop the second l right yeah and we'll include that in the show notes and we'll give you a chance to uh, let people know how to contact you at the end of the show. Um, but it, looking at your Instagram, like it's, there's no question that you, that you don't have brand consistency. Like it's all exactly like you said, it's the black and white photos. It's the, you know, you have the yellow it's in your actual brand, your brand mark, your logo, but it's in everything that you do. So can you kind of touch on what your theory was um, or, or how you execute um, that so well? Yeah, absolutely. So I just really want to show up with consistency to, you know, not confuse my audience, to build confidence in the marketplace and to stand out from the competition. Um, I do see so many people just go post random photos and put a caption on it. And I wanted to be different and let my audience know every time that I show up who it is without having to use my logo um, because there's different ways of communicating that. I can do that through the different visuals um, with staying consistent with my colors or the fonts that I use on the graphics. Like if I'm going to mm -hmm. do something like um, unleash creativity for a cause is, a, is a, often a phrase that I use and I can just put that in my in my typical typography and my audience will likely recognize that it's me and I could put it in yellow and they'll see me. And so I think right. it's a strategic way, just like you're showing up in your uniform for me to show up online and allow my audience to say, oh, I know who that is. And it right. builds a reputation and really gives me authority in the marketplace um, by staying true. And the way that I really execute that is taking the time to search for photos or going and having um, a photo shoot done to capture that brand style that I'm looking for. Um, mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different pieces, like I mentioned. So not only just the colors of the photos that I use or the fonts, um, but also the textures that you can bring in or um, just the type of photography. Like I probably wouldn't want to do something that's very um, soft and light for my brand because I do very bold and modern work. Um, so mm -hmm. there's different ways that you can communicate that. And um, photos are another great way to capture that as well as videos. Um, so I know you've had a podcast on the back on uh, uh, in the past speaking on videography. And I think that's another key way yeah. that you could bring your components to life. And perhaps even where um, if I were to do a video, like some black and yellow in it, um, just to create that consistency. Also, I'm sorry if you can hear my dog kind of shake her ears in the background. <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's okay. We all We all get that little... <laughs> feeling every now and again it's understandable um no but that that's I, you execute like at, at a super high level and that's that's um that's something that i never thought um again back to the subliminal thing when you do have your photo shoots and and you go through the pictures like it, there there's something fierce about it and uh it's almost like you wanted that picture to have an impact see what i did there um, I so like ag it. <laughs> again, you're still staying on brand um, as far as like, how do we have an impact? You're having an impact with uh, your photos and, and making a statement with your colors and making a statement and, and your why and why you do it with the cause. Um, so so it, it's totally understandable. You execute at a high level for that. Now for painting contractors, I'm going to throw because that's going to be most of our audience that we're speaking to here. Uh, how does a paint, painting contractor, how do they have a similar impact to what you're doing? But being that the painting industry is a very visual industry and it's 
how do you not pigeonhole yourself into just one, um, you know, for lack of a better word, like a filter, you know, because you, you do the black and white with the yellow accents. Like, right. How, how, do, how does a painting contractor execute on that? So I think it would come into correlation with, if we're talking social media, is, is that kind of the case? Yes. Okay. So yeah. social media, there's a lot of different ways you can do it with um, kind of creating like social media templates. So if you look at graphics, you can use um, some different elements, let's say like maybe a triangle in the corner um, that has some of your brand colors that's not actually in the photo. And you could put like your logo in the corner. Um, so there's different ways to accent and kind of enhance your work um, okay. while staying in, on brand. It's a little hard to not visually show that um, right yeah. now, but I would say you could also lean on to a partner like myself or someone that you know that's great at social media and have them help you create some social media templates um, so that you can just place your photos into it and show up strategically um, while kind of creating this different look because it's so easy for someone just to post a photo with a filter. But if you can show up by showing um, a little bit more effort that you put time into it, it's gonna show that you're so much more professional um, right. and it's also gonna help differentiate you. I like to call it visual genius and action. Um, it's extensive brand building that really ensures that you're going to stand out in the marketplace and separate yourself from the competition. It's just those extra little details. So uh, visual genius and action, what a tagline that is. Um, <laughs> now, obviously like this is, um, you know, this is a video podcast. It's also gonna be, it's, it's mostly played on audio, um, but would you, would you be willing to have an example of that, that maybe we could um, have like a website link and then we can just tag that in, in the show notes um, so that when people are getting to, to this mark that they'd be able to uh, click that to have an example of what you're describing? Do you have yeah, something Yeah, absolutely. Like that? Okay. I'd be happy to provide so. you guys with, um, like basically I could show some social media templates to get a feel for what those look like. Um, okay. And then if you open up that link, you'll be able to see, oh, this is how I could showcase my work. Right. Um, and show up differently online. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. We'll make sure we include that in the show notes. So, um, for, for brand consistency, how much time should a business owner or the person in charge of, uh, social media, uh, how much time per week should they be spending, um, on, uh, on these activities? I think it's different for every business and where their audience is. So you want to show up where you have the opportunity to have a conversation with your audience and provide them value. So if it's on social media, um, if you know your clientele is heavy on social media and being in the painting industry or the contract industry, I would say they likely are. Um, yeah. And so I think the number of hours is you could even spend something as simple as one hour. I just do something. But if you have time, even just a couple, you know, block out 30 minutes every morning and think about what way do I want to show up? And there's a way to kind of batch content. And what okay. I mean by that is sitting down and being intentional with your time to maybe create um, three posts for the whole week and schedule them out. So you're not having to, you know, wake up every morning and be like, ah, I got a post again today. You have it, you can schedule it. So, you know, in the back of your mind, it's already going to hit my audience. I've thought about what caption rather than scrambling for a caption for the photo. Um, and you're able to strategically think about, I call them pillars. Um, so different pillars of content. So everything from maybe I want to showcase my work. Maybe I want to educate somebody on my process. Maybe I want to help show how I provide value. Um, so there's a lot of different pieces that could go into that, but I would just say, sit down and think about how can I show up online, create a couple posts um, and schedule them out. If you're using Facebook or Instagram, Facebook actually gives you a free social media scheduler. It's called Facebook okay. Metasuite planner. Okay. Um, and so you can just go in there, you can upload your photos. I'm sorry, my dog. <laughs> it's okay. um, you can upload your photos and then you can add a caption. You'll just pick what day you want to schedule it for. Um, you'll add the time and you can add a couple different photos. So you could do like a carousel post, which is multiple photos. And mm -hmm. right there in Metasuite, you can make it so it'll go to Instagram, 
and Facebook. Now there's other schedulers out there too, but that one's free and I think it's great. Um, so you could just sit down, like I said, upload and schedule a couple posts. I do them for a month or two months at a time and I'm set. Okay. So then I don't have to worry about waking up at a certain time of day to post. Um, and you really wanna find what time of day does my audience show up online? Is it 6 a.m. they're looking at, right. at um, their phones? Is it at noon? So you just wanna make sure that you're taking the time to really look at your audience and showing up um, on brand on, a, on an ongoing basis, a consistent basis. So I would say even take an hour a week and, um, or I would try to do a little bit more, but an hour should get you pretty far. Right, yeah, start with something is, is exactly. the, the message. Doing, doing nothing is the worst thing. Um, cause even earlier, I, I think we glazed over it, but you were talking about the, the importance of having a website and being present on the website. I think, uh, especially for, well, this is just business in general, you know, five years ago, it was a, a, a good thing to have a website. Now, um, you have to have a website and five years from now, if you don't have a website, you're not going to matter. Um, so it's, it's all critical. So doing something is better than doing nothing. Even if you're doing the wrong thing, starting to gain that traction with SEO and ranking, um, because you can, it's something that you can always revisit later, but start developing those habits of I'm posting on a regular basis. This is what I'm developing or what I'm thinking or scheduling out for the month. Now you've developed the habits and then you can couple that if, if you don't feel that your um, efforts are fruiting the uh, um, end goals that you're looking for um, or the results that you're looking for, then at that point you can bring on uh, an agency like Impactful and go ahead and, and say, hey, this is what I've been doing. I've already developed these habits. I just need them refined. Can you make a template for me? on how I should be doing this, or here's the content that I have, um, and, and, and come up with a plan, uh, for something like that. Absolutely. So I have, I have one more major question before we start, um, wrapping up. I, I think with, when it comes to branding, there's just so many topics that we can talk, to, talk about because probably what, 25 years ago, we'd be talking about what does my, uh, um, yellow pages ad look like, right? Um, <laughs> yes. but nowadays there's just so many different mediums, so many different platforms and to have, to have these things well thought out, it's amazing how you can do a task one or two times and then push it out to multiple platforms. Right. Um, so, so that's again, being super intentional with what you're doing, um, you know, one, one example is like with this podcast, I'm recording it on, on a certain platform. It's going to get posted to, uh, YouTube. I'm going to take this exact, um, uh, podcast, cut out uh, small snippets, like little teasers, and I'm going to post those on shorts and reels for Instagram and for YouTube. Um, and then, uh, take out the audio and then that's going to go to the Spotify platform. So I'm doing very minimal editing but I'm able to maximize the amount of platforms that I'm using with a little bit of forethought. Um, so, uh, and eventually, you know, I may be doing something else with it, but that's what's been working for me now. But uh, I digress. My question for you is, I've been hearing a lot of talk about hashtags. Um, first of all, explain to us what a hashtag really is and, um, like, what are your thoughts on hashtags now, especially when it comes to, to Instagram? Absolutely. Um, so hashtags are a word or a phrase or a series of small words together. Um, they can also be like an acronym, um, like a couple letters symbolizing something. Um, like FYP is for your page. Um, so people use these on, your, on their photos or their posts to gain um, traction and it, it kind of ties into the algorithm and in a way hashtags are a part of the SEO. Um, so SEO is search engine optimization and that's kind mm -hmm. of pouring into social media platforms. Not only is that really key for 
your whole online presence, but looking particularly at hashtags on social media because that's where they live. Um, They are used, and it depends what, when you're listening to this, because the algorithm is always changing. So what is valid now could be different in a couple months from now on how much these weigh into the traction that your post or your reel gets on social media. Um, But it can allow you to show up on a certain topic. So for example, if I want to show up for, um, I'm in Dallas, so if I wanted to show up for Dallas graphic designer, I could use that hashtag on a photo and somebody might be searching for that. Um, So they might go to the search bar and type in Dallas graphic designer and boom, I might pop up if they click on the tag section, which is tied to the hashtags on Instagram. Okay, cool. Yeah. So um, the, the comments that I've been hearing lately is that hashtags are dead. What's your opinion on that? That's where I kind of was saying is it kind of the algorithm changes. So I don't want to say yes or no. I think that there's still power in using them, but I would say the actual captions themselves are weighing in more on the algorithms currently. And so they continue to change how the posts are ranked. And so right now, hashtags are said to not be as of important importance, okay. um, but personal opinion, I will still include them on some of my content just because I never know what they're going to do with um, how they rank it. And I'd rather continue to research that and strategize um, because they they often update it. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. No, I, I think that that's fantastic. So essentially, if you're just posting an image with your hashtags, um, it's not necessarily going to help you rank. Um, but when people are searching for uh, keywords, Instagram can't scrub the image by itself to determine, oh, this is an exterior house painting. This is a, a painter in Central Florida. This is a graphic designer in Dallas. So they need the words, the verbiage there in order to be able for the algorithm to identify what that picture is of, correct? Yes. And also I would say more the caption that you put with it is going to be crucial um, right now. So not only I would suggest putting an actual caption rather than just a hashtag. So I would say try to do both. So mention something and rotate the type of content that you're doing. And so Mm -hmm. if I am posting like a house with fresh paint, maybe I say, you know, this two-story level house um, features accents of red colors um, with Sherman Williams paint, XYZ, right? That has a right. ton of key words on it and it's going to help pick up. And then I could hashtag like paint and then um, some other things like red paint because maybe somebody's searching for um, a red wall or something like that. And they want to see what does red paint look like. So that's it. Do you, do you have time or do we have a hard stop? You're, you're totally fine. Okay. Because you just totally brought up something else and how when i am writing a caption and i'm asking this for a friend how do i keep my captions from becoming stale so like every time i paint i or i post a picture of an exterior how do i make it seem how how do i keep it fresh so i'm not always saying this exterior in central florida was painted by the paint professor using sherwin williams paint right and it's a beautiful job and the customer's super happy like what are some uh, tips or maybe some theories on like how to keep that that fresh, but still, um, you you know, to where as of today that it the algorithm still likes it. Absolutely. Um, so two tips. First, I always try to think about having an actual conversation with my my audience and kind of thinking about my brand voice because we don't want to sound like everybody else in the marketplace. And so that kind of ties back into who am I? And someone once asked me, if my brand were a person, who would it be? And that's something, a question I always keep in mind when I'm writing my content. How would they talk? Um, And I don't know why, but I always love Sandra Bullock. I think she's fun, she's bold, but she's also got a really kind heart. And that's the kind of brand that I want to convey. So I try to think, okay, how does she talk? Does she talk in short phrases? Does she talk in 
long paragraphs. And then I kind of bring that into my own messaging and make it my own. So I'll talk about brand that way. Um, so I'll ask them a question, um, like want to strategically stand out and then maybe sometimes bring in a little bit of that funky feel to it in the other words that I say. So that first tip is really to step back, think about how do I want to engage with my audience? What did they want to see? Right. while still staying true to who I am. The second tip I would say is the big thing that is new nowadays that I say you really want to become acquainted with is chat GPT. Now, okay. I am a big believer in AI because I do think if you don't pick up on it, there's going to be companies that are going to use it. And it's an important tool that we become educated with. Um, so if you just go to chat GPT, I think it's dot AI, um, yep. you can learn how to use it. You, you can sign up with a free account and you can actually have it type like SEO friendly, um, website meta descriptions or SEO friendly social media captions. And so what you could do is go onto there and write, type me five new social media captions. And this is key. You need to know how to direct it because you want to bring in more, um, background to the caption you're trying to write than just one simple one because the right. more detailed the better so you could say write me five captions with a friendly bold voice speaking to residential homeowners who need painting done for their houses boom within 30 seconds you'll have multiple captions written for you and you can tweak them to really sound like you if they don't if they sound a little bit computerized but it's going to bring in that brand voice that you tell it and I can even right. say, hey, you know, write me a caption that sounds like Sandra Bullock geared towards people um, looking for business services in the graphic design industry. And it would write me that real quick. Wow. Yeah. What's funny is, is um, I'm glad you brought it up because I've heard, I've had some conversation with some friends in the industry on um, how to use AI and, and chat GPT specifically. Uh, which it's free for now, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure that that's exactly how they're planning it. They're, we're all going to get so used to using it that uh, once they do start charging a million dollars a month, we're going <laughs> to say, yes, take our money. Um, but it was funny because I, when I first used it, I was using it like a Google search. Um, and I was just like, hey, or not even hey, um, you know, just top top five this or, or, or you know, I, I need this. But it's really, what is your approach? I'm not going to answer the question, but what should your approach be uh, when you're actually typing it in? Um, so like, let's say I have two windows open. One is on uh, my Chrome browser and I'm typing into the headline or to, you know, to the um, uh, URL bar. And then the other one is chat GPT. Um, how am I, uh, how am I addressing those? Absolutely. Um, so on the actual general search bar, if you're just doing like a Chrome search, you would just, you can type in a couple words, right? And it'll pop up endless things. And that's a part of SEO to show up on that. Um, but when it comes to ChatGPT, oh, I cannot talk, ChatGPT, um, you want a little bit more detail. So sometimes I'll put in a whole paragraph and it's going to get even more refined. Now you don't actually have to put a whole paragraph. You could put like more of one sentence. Um, but I would say stick to a sentence rather than a phrase. Um, or even two sentences, really direct it because mm -hmm. like I said, the more specific, the better the outcome is going to be. And also think about more people are going to be using this and they're likely not going to take the time to type in something more specific. They might just do a general phrase like you were, you were saying, or maybe like top paint captions or something like that. You might get um, redirected to be a little bit more specific by the AI, actually. Uh, the bot oh, might okay. say, can you provide me more specifics of what you're looking for? Um, and so if you're able to really type out something um, to give it more direction, that would be better. Right. I think, uh, you know, giving them more direction, but also I, I found that I was getting better um, output from ChatGPT when I was more conversational with it. Right. Instead of instead of looking at looking at it as a uh, search browser or a search engine, you got to think um, this is my friend the robot, and we're uh, we're you know uh, we're back on IM right, and we're just messaging back and forth. So having a more conversational um, quality to what you're asking for, um, I found that I was getting I was getting closer to what my desired outcome was faster. 
um, instead of having all of these like questions and, and having to go back and back and back, um, just say, Hey, like, um, you're going to be my social media guy for today. And <laughs> I am posting a picture of this and this is what it looks like. And this is who I'm communicating to. How would you write this, um, this caption for it? And Perfect. like, it's just, it's amazing how quick it is. And from what I understand is that the more people wind up using it, the faster the outputs are going to be, because not only is it taking all of the knowledge that it knows right now, but like as more and more people ask the questions and it gets the responses that, yes, this is what I was looking for. It's just going to make it even smarter and eventually they're going to take over the world. So, um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm, yes. I I'm think there's a happy sure, medium of using it. Right. I'm pretty sure that even if robots take over the world, they're still going to make us paint. So we painters don't have to worry about the robots taking over <laughs> um, by any means. So no, Natalie, I'll tell you what, I'm, this was like drinking water from a fire hose. A uh, lot of great information. Uh, really, um, I, I just, if this is one of those episodes that you have to go back and listen to um, because there's just so much uh, great information uh, throughout it. So, I mean, you were talking about like uh, the visual genius in action, uh, not trying to sound like everyone else um, when we're posting um, that our brand is more than just our logo or our brand mark. Um, and we have an opportunity to communicate so much more than that. Um, so I really, really appreciate your time and um you just sharing uh your you've clearly demonstrated yourself as an expert uh when it comes to branding um not only in words uh on this podcast but also in practice uh based on the content that you're putting out for your brand um which i i would like to also say that there's a lot of graphic designers out there there's a lot of seo people and website people who don't practice what they preach like I, I remember I interviewed an SEO guy and I was like, well, what are you doing for your stuff? And he's like, I don't have a website. Okay. <laughs> like not <laughs> wrong with you right? guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, um, yeah, definitely standing out. And, um, just real quick, I, I like what you said, um, about in, in your captions about not sounding like everyone else or not sounding like your competition, because a lot of times we don't know. Our competition may look like they're doing big jobs or that they're doing a lot of jobs, um, but they could be broke. They could be selling these jobs. It's, it's easy to stay busy when you're charging next to nothing and you're not charging what your true value to the marketplace is. Um, so trying to stay out of that trap of uh, comparison and also just copying what who you think your competition is is so critical because more than likely um they're probably putting themselves out of business you know so um that that i just think that was a, a really really good um point to make Absolutely. so natalie really appreciate your time you are dallas based correct yes but i serve and nationwide okay that's where we were going uh can anyone because this, this podcast should be listened to uh, across the nation and even in a couple other countries uh we're in the process of getting syndicated with uh the painting contractors association um pca so awesome. when people hear this it'll be all over how do people get in contact with you what's the best way to get in contact with you um, um just go ahead and give us your contact yeah, absolutely. The best way to get in touch with me is to go to my website, impactfulcreative.com, or I lied, impactful.com. Um, so nice and easy. And then you'll find all my social media links on the bottom. Else you can email me at info at impactful.com as well. And I'd be happy to answer either way. If you want to just explore what can we possibly do for my business, um, no strings attached. I do offer a free discovery session on my website. You can just go to the discover tab, fill out my form. It'll ask you a number of different questions and it kind of just opens up the door. And I'm always happy just to give you guidance on the next um, steps in your journey. Um, but regardless, I just want to encourage whoever's listening to this to sit back, not be overwhelmed, as I know there's a lot that we have to do as business owners, and there's always something to be done. But take mm -hmm. time to prioritize, how can I show up in, 
in this world um, on brand and what is top priority and then just go from there and don't be afraid to outsource. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. We're always struggling um, as uh, micro business owners, small business owners. Uh, we wear many hats. Um, and uh, if there's we don't have to be an expert in everything, um, but we do need to surround ourselves with people who are experts. Um, and uh, you've definitely proven yourself to be an expert when it comes to branding, uh, when it comes to um, putting yourself out there on social media, SEO, um, and just having a, a fantastic digital presence. So Natalie, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. We are going to have to have you back um, because I think we just really uh, scraped the surface. I think uh, when it comes to uh, digital, um, it's like an iceberg. There's a little bit that we see on the top, but there's so much more uh, to unpack that's below the surface. And um, you're, you're more than welcome anytime on this podcast. Thank you so much, Christian. And I know yeah. that you're going to continue to provide so much education to your audience as well as to your customers. Um, thank you for this opportunity of having me on the show. Awesome. Thanks, Natalie. Thank you. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.